It is recording. Yo, what's up? Hi, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is. <laughs> We're leaving right now. I mean, who knows? You know what? Whatever it's the time people are saying. Well, for us, evening. but whoever the listener yeah. is is probably singing at this whatever time is. We didn't cover all of the. the <laughs> I know. Good morning, good afternoon. So good evening. Yeah. Anywhere else, and you, it's not good. <laughs> 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 who knows? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Anything. It works. We look international, so we try different languages. Appreciate all that. Let's like, <laughs> Well, so today we're we've kind of noticed that as the episodes and everything's been going on, we haven't really spoken about who we are. It's just like boom, we just jumped in and not really informed you guys who exactly we are. So I think we're just gonna go by and like introduce you guys to who we really are, like not just a bunch of college kids, but our personalities, our stories, our testimony, and just what makes us us and what allow us to be who we are today. So, let's get this going. I'm here with the, the crew. Can y'all just tell me your name? Or just, yell out your name. Y'all just know the crew. <laughs> it's at the same time. Just, just go, synchronous. Uno, dos, dos, tres. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really heard all of that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really really good. Good. Oh, come on, people. Exactly brain is so so powerful. So, let's start. Can you guys tell me three words? Just three words that defines who you guys are. Just three words. Oh, on the spot. Okay, so Voldevain. Uh, let's say words that describe me. Uh, I think. I think first I would say. Uh, loved because I have this thing in my heart <laughs> that I feel I feel constantly loved even though sometimes I wonder where is the love coming from it could be from my family it could be from these times I just know that somewhere some somewhere there is someone loving me which is God so that's kind of where my joy comes from and another one is joyous see joyous I'm very happy I'm a really well let's see I'm a really happy person I have so much energy because I don't know I just boom blur up with energy I think you guys all know that the midnight hours oh <laughs> and yes. I think another one would be uh, I observational I pay attention I pay attention well not to everyone but to most of the things. I wish I paid attention to school, but I paid attention <laughs> to most of the things. A lot of things that pay good attention. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree that that's what kind of, that's who I am? Because it's best what you guys, like, how do you guys see me? Yeah, I would agree that you're yeah. very observant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're not. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Cousin cycles. Yeah, moodish. I think it's another yeah, you're moodish. Yeah. I feel like that's just being a normal human. I know. Right? I'm like, thinking the same emotion, not a personality. I'm trait. an adolescent, so I have an emotional person. <laughs> 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 Learning about that in human growth and development. Oh, yeah, oh, we are. My. So, Miranda, how I about think. you? Um, I guess I would say my first word would be, like, determined slash stubborn, because... A lot of my determination comes from the fact that I'm very stubborn. Um, and that could like apply to academics or athletics or really anything. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say I'm pretty personable. And without, I'm trying not to like be, I'm trying to be humble in my words, but I think I'm pretty personable. Um, I don't know what my third word would be. Does anyone have a word to describe me? Bold or bold? confident. Oh, yeah, we're gonna go would, bold because oh, confidence kind of fluctuates, but I'm definitely saying you're bold. I'm pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my words. I like that. Words. Alright. Um, I think my first word would be ambitious. I feel like I always like striving for something. Um, second word, uh, 
I'm trying to think of a word to describe what I'm trying to describe, but I, I like to, um, I guess, keep the peace and make sure everyone is happy. Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. <laughs> Thank you for the word. <laughs> um, third word would be uh, curious. I like learning about things, just random things. So. Yeah, those are my words. Moderator could have worked too. <laughs> mm, yeah. Cool. Um, my words. Okay, let me think. I feel like my first one would either be like um, caring or empathetic. Um, another word I would say hardworking. Um, I don't know what my third word would be. Rageful. Rageful? <laughs> I'm not, you're gonna make people think that I'm angry all the time, I swear. No. Are we sure that you are? Outgoing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. To an extent, yeah. To I'd an say. extent. It depends on who I'm around. True. True. Yeah. I think I would apply for just about any of the words. Yeah. That's for true. anyone. Because, like, I can only be so personal. It really depends on who it is. If you look like a bitch, part of my language, I'm probably not going to be yeah. that outgoing or bold or anything. Hmm. Friend zone? <laughs> wow! Oh, that's, that's your word? Whoa, that's no, my third that's word? Oh, wow. Well, let me out of the podcast. Voldemort! Yeah. <laughs> out, out. out. Accurate. That's going to be my third personality trait? No, you're just a good friend. <laughs> You're That's friends, a little bit so you worse. get stuck in that zone. It's okay, guys. That's it's a little okay. Worse, I feel like. um, it's okay. Moving on. You're um, just a good friend. You're just a good friend. <laughs> hey, I mean, it works. Uh, um, I would definitely say energetic when I want to be, because there are times that I'm not. I don't know what that was, but alright. Um, <laughs> I would definitely say nerd, because I am quite the nerd. Just anyone here I'm incredibly nerdish and the third word I have no idea I'm stuck at those two <laughs> I can't think of another one but no. I think committed like I've seen you so like with the Bible like when you're reading the Bible and everything is it, I'm just trying, is it committed does it work but your relationship with God is just it's so beautiful to see like when you're reading your Bible when you determine to do something like Especially biblically, I just like, I'm like, okay. And it's really inspirational. I like that. You can say that. I would say determine then. Be a third when I want to be. Like, if there's something I really want to go out and do, I'm going to do it. But if there's something I'm not, if, I, if it's like kind of out there, you know, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, let's say, I don't want to get out of bed, but I want to eat food. Now I'm probably not going to go eat food. I'm going to stay in my bed and sleep another hour You're because I don't want to get up. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we all are at that point. Yeah. Food's a good thing, man. And you stole my word. Sorry. So, so what would you so what would you so like how would you guys say if we were to talk about who you are? How like who how you came to be who you are, like how thou art thou art conceived or whatever people call it these days, who made you who you are, like how things just your testimony, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Tell us your story. Well, my parents were very attracted to each other. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, so, right. so, like, so they did this thing. This where, is a PG you know, podcast. PG. PG. Just a little dance. Just a little dance. PG. Christian PG. podcast. <laughs> Bam, I was there. <laughs> it's the work of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I like that. And then tell me your story. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I've always kind of been the way that I am. It, my, my dad and my mom were like, super athletic and um, that kind of shaped me into being athletic. Um, my sister's had problems with like anxiety and depression all of her life so I've always tried my best to like be the rock in my family so that's that's made me you know the rock in my family like trying to keep everything together all the time which is probably not the best thing which is why I'm kind of falling apart now but um I don't know if this, if I can like talk about this or not. Can I talk about like an event that 
I think, form me into who I am, like the best. Feel free. Okay. Well, my freshman year of high school, I had back surgery because I had really bad scoliosis. And um, I was in the hospital for a week, and I was out of school for a month, and I was out of sports for six months. And I usually don't talk about, like, the struggle of coming back from a surgery like that, but um, it was really, really hard, and I, it took a lot of, lot of work. Like, I, I, I remember when I like first tried to do a pull up again for the first time because I, I used to love doing pull ups, but I just, I just couldn't. And in the moment, I like, I broke down crying, and my parents were always there to like help me get back up and assist me and like be like the the band like the the resistance band you know <laughs> getting me up there and through that I learned that really in any situation if I put enough effort in and I work hard enough then I can make it happen and I think that's where I got my determination and my boldness from is just knowing that I can do anything that I put my mind to now this is where we make a documentary about you. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> person. No, that was that was really powerful. Like I don't know, I cannot imagine being injured and coming. What I was telling myself was like, if I just get injured just once, I'm done with this sport. It but I've never really gotten injured like never got hurt. Like to the point where you were like in the hospital for a week. That is, that is really, really hard. And then to who you are right now and the times you're getting right now in the sports, it takes true courage, determination. And I think, I think it's clear to say that that's what you have. Like it's, these, that's, it, it's, it's a factual statement knowing that you have so much determination. Sometimes it's, it's heartbreaking because I can't keep up with it, but still, it's, it's amazing amazing yeah and like I I played basketball in high school and I wasn't I wasn't allowed to do my freshman year of cross-country or basketball um, I was the manager for the basketball team and that literally tore me apart because I couldn't play and I would only just get to watch them mm -hmm. and then sometimes I get to shoot on the sidelines but it was so hard to watch people do that and not be able to do it and I think that's one of the reasons that I was like, I really need to get back and healthy so I can do it again. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually, at month five after my surgery, I called the hospital and pretended to be my mom to see if I could get permission to start doing sports again. Oh, tell us about that. I, I was just like, oh, hello, this is Becky Dunson. <laughs> like, I, I, I tried to modulate my voice, but it like, didn't happen. And um, then later on, they called my mom, and they're like, didn't Miranda call and, like, pretend to be you? <laughs> and I'm just, like, sitting on the couch, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, and it wasn't me. It's my mother. <laughs> but, yeah, I did, get, I did get to start earlier than six months, just because being a runner, uh, you heal a lot faster, because you're putting your body through a lot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that is amazing. That's just amazing. Recovering from all that. I mean, like, I think, like, it's... I I know how hard running is. And then you coming out from injury and then going back to that state again. Mm -hmm. That is just crazy. I mean, I think not only I don't know what, how hard running is. Everyone knows how hard running is. Like, just ask... That person that loves that cheeseburger, he'll tell you how running is hard, because it's something that you don't want to do. It's like no, like it's, it's not a fun cardio workout. It's not fun at all. But that's what makes you who you are. Now, if like, how have you seen like God really like work in your life? I know that's kind of hard because we we have this. It's it's kind of cool. Like we, I know that you work with through determination and who you are to get where you are right now, but have you seen, like, God work? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that I could have done it alone. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be how I see him working in that regard of my life. Like, 
I have my parents, obviously, but if he didn't have the plan for me to be where I am right now, I wouldn't be. That was deep. That is, uh, shoot, he has a plan. That's why he says, I have the plan to prosper you to protect you or things like that. So, the tribulations. Yes. <laughs> These are my tribulations. You see? And through those tribulations, I have found perseverance. And through that perseverance, I have found hope. Mm-hmm. Character hope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I tried. I tried. Sorry. <laughs> see, that's, that's the beautiful thing. Comes through for you. The Lord of Clutch moments. <laughs> I think it was more than a moment. It was it was a good five months. <laughs> That's what Jesus be doing. Oh yeah, I'm looking at you, Natalie. Tell us about yourself. Me. Yes. Um, I I I honestly don't know what you want to hear about, like what shaped my personality. And well, let's start with who you are. Where were you I born? Am. Everything about you. <laughs> Everything about me. Yes. So I'm from New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> everything about me. Uh, ask me questions because I'm so bad at stuff like this. Okay, so hi. Hi. Your name is Natalie, right? <laughs> yes, that's my name. Okay. Thank you. Oh, where were you born? <laughs> New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Ooh, yes. Okay, what part of New Hampshire? Southern New Hampshire. Southern New Hampshire. So Southern New Hampshire. It's not a city, nothing, just Southern. <laughs> I don't know if I want what city I was born in on the internet. Yeah. Ooh, look at <laughs> yeah. you. That is smart. That is true. Yeah. Oh, We're so careful how deep we go, but I don't oh. know. It's like personal information. Good point. Uh, so social security. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, I'll give that up. Oh, but okay. So, how was like your home life growing up and everything? Um, my home life growing up was pretty good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I am an only child. I live with both of my parents. I had a dog. Um, I feel like I had a <laughs> pretty average upbringing. Um, yes. How was how was high school slash middle school slash everything? High school slash middle school slash everything. Uh, I guess I'll start at the beginning of school then. That comes <laughs> <laughs> everything. Um. I feel like school was always kind of weird because I, I kind of felt like I was always just like in the middle of something. It's like I would get along with people well, but also at the same time, like not be getting along with people well. And it was just like a very strange spot. And that kind of like followed me throughout like most of school. Um, middle school was like really hard and like the first part of high school um, but yeah and then it got better so what would you say you saw uh, God show up in your life or at what point did you start knowing Jesus so I grew up with my mom taking me to church uh, she's a Christian my dad isn't Uh, So we started going to church when I was, like, around seven-ish. And I never really had a personal relationship with God until I was about, like, a freshman in high school. Um, And, like, through, like, middle school and high school, I, like, struggled a lot with, like, depression and anxiety. And so I felt um, God really, like, helped me through that and like that's when I really started being like okay I need Jesus I need to like hang on to something and so yeah that was kind of that experience that's good I like I like the form that you realize that it's Christ that you're gonna fall back to because mm-hmm. times we tend to like I don't know we have seen people that go through anxiety and depression and when they choose not to fall back to Christ it leads them to like suicide and things like that but you knew to fall back to Christ now how would you say like your first few because I know you took a gap year yeah tell us about that um my gap year was interesting uh I worked for most of it I um at the beginning of it I was like doing some like video stuff because going into video and uh then I 
um, I felt a lot of pressure to like just continue working at the job that I had. I was working at a restaurant. Um, and that kind of just like ruined that the entire gap. I mean, not ruined it, but like in the moment it was pretty bad because uh, just the work environment was really toxic. Um, and then the whole pandemic happened. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like throughout the like lockdown portion of the pandemic, I definitely like learned a lot about myself and a lot about my relationship with God and all that sort of thing. That's good. So, yeah. so would you say it prepared you to go into college? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I had a lot of experiences that I obviously would have not had if I just went straight into college. So I feel like I came here with like, I guess a more mature mindset because I had to like go through all of that stuff before. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely do not regret it, even though like a lot of the times it was really difficult. Do you, do, do, you, do you regret meeting Voldemort at us in your room? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's a perfect answer, right answer. <laughs> Miranda, I have a question for you. You do? Yes. Like, like, I know you said, like, when you, like, how God helped you through it, but when did you actually start knowing about this? Jesus. When did I actually start knowing about this Jesus? <laughs> um, well... When I was younger, I went to church a lot. Um, I didn't really, you know, understand it. It was more so like there was a game area and there was a slide in the church, and I got to use the slide, and it was fun. They had a little store, and you could win fake cash and get stuff. Um, I guess like I I didn't really know about it until recently, probably like this summer, because you know COVID hit and it was. This, this past year has been a really, really rough on my family. And, um, you know, I'm not that you know, but um, it's probably rough for you too. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, my, my mom also has like really bad anxiety and depression and her mom, my grandmother is having health problems. And it was, it was just really hard. And so my, my parents started going to church and started getting more involved in it. And then I went along with them and just seeing like the effect that it had on their life kind of made me realize how important it was to have being a part of my life too and meeting you guys and seeing how much it means to you as well helped me out with that too so I guess, I guess that's my answer yes that's that's a really good answer like I don't know so these I, I think I told Rachel this <laughs> but I think God trapped you. Yeah, like, you have said that to me so many like, times. <laughs> like God literally trapped you, gave you a roommate that was Christian, and oh, gave you a mentor that was Christian. Because I was a cross country mentor, so I was like, and then my, like me, they told me that I'm not allowed to talk about religion. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go for drives with you and everything. And in my mind, I'm like, I can tell her about Jesus. I'm like, should I? I'm like, no, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, no, it was just, it was, but I don't know. And then I'm like, and then fast forward, the game, you like, when you introduced you to Joe, and then you got to know Joe and everything, I'm like, oh shoot, this is going somewhere. And like, Whoa. like, no, like, I'm saying going somewhere friendship wise, like, cause okay, he's yeah. getting, she, like, getting around with Christian friends. And and then <laughs> and then eventually we had that game night where you you showed like I met Rachel we met Rachel and everyone and in my mind I'm like dude that was literally Jesus wrapping you around like you must be so special <laughs> like because if Jesus goes through all that left to found you there's definitely something big waiting for you. I also like how. Um, that one time we went on a run together at Finger City Forest, you were like, are you Christian? Because you seem cool. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's the only characteristic that makes you cool. <laughs> yes. Ooh, 
Yes. Yeah, so that was so that <laughs> was like that was me like I had already come to that thing. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna try talking about Jesus with her. Because I don't know, like it's like get me fired, I guess. <laughs> and but the good the thing is it was right after I created, so I was like, I guess I'm yeah. fine, I don't have any other things. So I'm like, we're gonna go for this. And like and it was just like I was like, Oh wow, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. We're friends, so like we can talk about anything. I really don't care. Yeah, I'm just I just love like how I'm like I sit usually I sit down I'm like, dude, this girl's gonna be so big. Mm-hmm. Like where Jesus just traps her up like that, like ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus was hunting for you. He just wanted to like lock you up. Lives in ninety nine for one. That is yeah. love. That is love. That mm-hmm. is love. Rachel. Yes, Valdivine. Rachel Sabal. Yeah. How's how's you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, tell us about you. Tell okay. Um, so I'm originally from Massachusetts. I don't know if that's important. You made Natalie tell that. So yeah, come on, tell us you're from Michigan. I, I was I was born in Maine and then moved to Michigan. When I was one, so I usually just say I'm from Michigan because mm-hmm. I lived most of my childhood life in Michigan. And I don't remember anything from when I was in Maine before, but yeah, I liked Michigan better than Maine, to be honest. I, I do like the people in Maine better than I like the people in Michigan, but that just could be because they were like not mature enough to be nice people. Yeah. I was popular Ooh, okay. in Michigan, and I'm not here, because I, like, I was like the new kid twice in a row, mm-hmm. and they didn't know my name either time. I was like Megan, and then some other M name. How do you get My name is Miranda. How do you get Megan and Miranda though? They just communicated the name. Megan. <laughs> you do kind I'm of not a Megan. I mean, no. Mm. Okay. I'll stop Megan. right there. A little bit. A little so, bit. So Rachel, sorry yeah, well, to interrupt you, but tell me, tell us, you're a mess hole. Oh, <laughs> oh. So, hey. it's Massachusetts. Hey. Hey. So are you? So you know. Oh, stop throwing me out. Um. Yeah, so I'm, I'm from Mass. Um, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what you want to know. Oh, I let's, guess. Let, let, let's start with you're from Mass. Okay, that's yeah. good. Oh, now, how's your, like, growing up? How's your vibe growing up? What, what, what you're up to, like? Yeah, okay. So, so growing up, I also had a very typical um, life growing up. Um, I have a younger brother. Shout out to my brother. He is um, 17. His name is Jacob. And uh, live with both my parents, whatever. We live in this small, tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Not really, but yes. Um, growing up, I loved soccer. I like basically lived, breathed, played soccer. That's all I did. Um, up until my sophomore year in high school, um, I did horseback riding from age like 11, 12-ish until uh, when the pandemic hit actually. That's when I stopped. Um, yeah, and then my freshman year of high school, I got into track, which I'm currently a track athlete here at Hessen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our little eagles. That's my thing with me and Frank. Um, uh, yeah, I hurdle and I high jump, which that's fun. We love that. What else? What else? Oh, when I was in eighth grade, I um, joined, or I guess I got nominated to join this program called Project 351, which is um, a nonprofit in Massachusetts that basically um, turns eighth graders into leaders by allowing them to do community service projects. So you go through a year of doing all these different community service projects in your own hometown, so you learn how to lead um, community service drives with people your own age. So I was part of that. Um, I did the whole ambassador year and then I became part of the alumni team leading um, my little eighth graders up until my senior year of high school, which was pretty cool. Um, Project 351, I loved that. I still love them. They're amazing. Um, I miss them. So community service became like a huge part of my life because of that. Um, I don't know, it definitely just gave me an outlet to like love other people 
and to give back because my whole like life philosophy is like I have been blessed with so much why wouldn't I give back to them like I have the ability to like change someone's day to put a smile on someone's face so why wouldn't I do that um and Project One has just been like my entire outlet to do that and has like shown me that I have the ability to do that no matter what my age is or what I'm doing in life so that's, I feel like, kind of the... Oh, also, <laughs> I own my own home bakery. Uh, Y'all should go follow it on Instagram and Facebook, Rachel Sweet Treats. I'm like it. <laughs> well, she needs to sponsor. She's well, today's sponsor, I do need to sponsor. by the way. Yes. And today's sponsor is Rachel. Rachel, Rachel Sweet, Sweet Treats. <laughs> yeah, um, so when I was like, I don't know, 12, I guess, I started my own bakery, my own home bakery, which is kind of crazy. Um, I am still you know, done it, doing it, so it's been seven years now, I guess, no, I was 11, because it was Shayla's 12th birthday, so I was 11, so it's been eight years, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, I've done everything from birthdays, baby showers, to I've done three weddings, I do holiday orders, I do whatever you ask me to, <laughs> um, it's pretty cool stuff. That's impressive. Why, thank you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that's kind of like the basics of like getting to Rachel. <laughs> so, where did you meet that Jesus? Where did I meet Jesus? So, um, kind of similar to uh, sort of to Natalie's story, um, I went to church with my family growing up. Um, we, my parents, had gone to our church prior to me being born, and. We went up until I was about, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 years old, 12, somewhere around there, that range. Um, and we just kind of stopped going. It was like one of those things that, like it was summer and we were always camping or on vacation. So like we were just missed church service or we overslept or like whatever, life got in the way. And then, you know, a few weeks turned into years. Um, and then, I started my freshman year of high school right before my grandfather passed away. Um, I kind of started slowly to go back to church and I remember there was this one specific moment where I was sitting in the kitchen with my Aunt Kim and she is honestly like one of those people that ha like really inspired my walk with Christ. She's one of the first people that I was sitting there and she was just talking about the Bible and she knew it so well. and. She knew all of these different stories and was just giving me this like godly advice. And she was so passionate about her relationship with Christ. And I remember sitting there and being like, I want that. Like, I want that. Like I say I'm a Christian and I say that I'm saved, but like I don't have that relationship with Christ. And so I legitimately remember like praying on my way home that day and being like, God, like I need you to like use me and like allow me to dig into your word and understand. Um, who you are and so I started reading my Bible that night I was like all right I'm gonna read one chapter of the Bible and I'm gonna do it every single day and that was oh my goodness almost five years now and I've been you know doing it every, doing day. It every single day yeah wow, <laughs> I haven't that's impressive yeah every single day I've done it. I haven't missed a day I just read my Bible and then over the past two years I've switched to doing devotionals because um, I actually finished my one chapter a day going all the way through the Bible like I don't know almost two years ago now like a year and a half ago so, so cover to cover cover to cover yeah Genesis to Revelation oh, I read wow. one chapter every single day uh, it took a very long time but I got through it and then I decided I was like you know I still don't really like I read it but I wasn't like comprehending it so I was like, we're going to keep reading because, you know, also it's Jesus. Um, <laughs> so then I started like doing devotionals and stuff like that. And I had a couple devotionals I was doing last year. And then I have one that I'm doing right now. And I'm reading the entire Bible in one year, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I guess I started going. So when I was 16 or 15, I started going back to church right after like I, you know, truly wanted a relationship with Christ and started reading my Bible and my mom went with me for a while and then once I got my license I started going to church on my own um, and I guess I just kind of got myself plugged into my church. I went every single weekend 
uh, on Sundays, and then I started going to youth group every single Wednesday night. Um, but I think that college was really when I like hit my like growth spurt with Christ. The pandemic, as Natalie was saying, definitely prepared me. It taught me a lot about like who God is, and it gave me this time to like build my relationship with Christ prior to going to college. Um, it was really nice. That's a whole nother story, but. Yeah, and then I came to college and I met all you guys, and it's just really helped me to be more bold in my faith, whether it's through the podcast or through my little videos or through teaching at Bible study. Um, yeah. That's good. That's really good. So, how would you like this? Like, I, I love the way you spoke about the parallel between your life, God, your family. It's kind of beautiful it's like to see see God work in all aspects of mm -hmm. your life so now how would you say since you're saying that you're you've been reading the Bible constantly and things like that how would you where are you trying to reach with God like where is your end goal what do you mean where's my end goal like how yeah. like where <laughs> is how like where are you trying to reach with your relationship with Christ honestly I, I mean I guess it's just as close as I can get like it doesn't matter. I was hoping you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, as close as I can get. Like, I'm just going to keep doing it till I die. Like, or until he comes back, whatever comes first, you know? Um, you see, that's was a trick question. You could have said, oh, till I'm 50 and I give up. No. <laughs> no, that's, like, that's why I was like, what do you mean? Well, yes, it's an endless relationship. No, no, honestly. I was honestly, hoping you say that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I am constantly finding, like, I've read... So I read the entire Bible cover to cover, and then I started over again um, for like six months, no, seven months, and then in August I got all these new devotionals, and I was like, okay, I'll just like jump around and do these and stuff, and so then I kind of moved around to so like some of the books I've read like multiple, multiple times, and even I'll go back now and new things all the time. I'm always learning something new, and I think that that's kind of amazing about God he's always revealing himself to you in like new scripture or in new ways or in your friends like that so now how did you how would you describe your first year of college because it's ending in like three weeks that's crazy that's so crazy um amazing really fruitful um God has really just shown himself to me this year um I am so excited about this year. I remember coming home from college and telling all my friends about, um, like, all my Christian friends at college, and I'm like, guys, this is what happens. I have Bible study all these times a week, and I've been doing all this stuff. And what, Moldavay? Go on. <laughs> um, no, but definitely, definitely God has been really good in the fact that and even you guys have impacted me in the fact that, like, just the boldness of my faith and wanting that my relationship with God to be one of the first things that people know about me. Um, yeah, I'm getting distracted by what you're writing. What are you writing on that piece of paper yeah, about me? In the composition <laughs> notes journal. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just paying attention. But it's amazing, you know. You know, this isn't a class where you're not supposed to be taking um, notes. writing He's, about a person that you... Had a thing for. Uh, no. Was in your rhetoric and class. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, but I didn't say the name for that purpose. <laughs> so we're just, we're just throwing. Rhetoric class had five people in it. So not <laughs> two like, of which were girls. So oh nice gosh. job, guys. Oh, like have you seen like God in your like day-to-day -day life, class, college, and everything, and decision making. Oh, that's what you want me to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's all I was bringing this. Got it. Got it. Like relationship-wise? Okay. So um, definitely my first semester of college, as you can see, they all keep making friend zone jokes. Um, <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention this entire um, podcast. Anyways. Um, yeah, it was interesting last semester and even the beginning of this first semester. Um, I have found that I saw something about like praying um, before you enter in a relationship with someone and when you start like to like catch feelings for someone 
a good idea to be like, okay, God, like, if I'm not supposed to be with them, then take my anxieties away and, like, take them away from you. Let me tell you, <laughs> he answers those um, prayers very much so. Um, I know that he did that for me multiple times over the past year. I would almost get into a relationship with someone and then something would happen. Either, like, once the person legitimately friend-zoned me, um, you know, other times it was just be like, I'd see something about their behavior or about their friend group and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, God, that's not where you want me to be. And looking back now, if I had entered into any of those relationships, like, it wouldn't have gone well because it definitely would have drawn me away from God. And my biggest thing has been, like, when I pray about that, I pray, like, God, if this relationship is going to bring me further away from you, then I don't want it. Like, if it's going to distract me from you, I don't want it. And I definitely found that it did distract me. Like, I'd start liking some guy or whatever, and we'd be talking all the time, or we'd be snapping. And then I'd, like, spend less time, less intentional time reading the Bible or, like, praying and stuff. Like, it would just be kind of, like, on my checklist to do for the day rather than, like, intentional time with Jesus. And that was a huge part. And God definitely answered that prayer and was very, yeah. Intentional time. That's so beautiful. Honestly. It's, it's, it's I love, I love how you brought that up because... It, it brings up that love and that relationship that you want to have with Christ because it allows you to, like, you want to, not yeah. that you have to. You right. want to. And yeah. that's why I've been asking you guys, like, where did you meet this Jesus? Where did you get to the point where you're like, I want to know more about him. I want to. Not that I have to. I want to. Yeah. And also, I remember Miranda, Miranda mentioned how, like, she as going to church with her mother, her parents, she began to see the effect it had on them, mm-hmm. and now that kind of like brings brings that thing that it shows you that there's something there if you want to, mm-hmm. you can get something out of it, which is super cool. That's been huge for me this year. Like that's been like one of my like on my like everyday prayer list type thing. Like God, like help me to be like more intentional with my time with you. Help me to not just be like skimming the pages and be like, okay, I read my devotional for the day, but like truly being like, okay, what do you want me to hear? What do you want me to learn today? That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Joshua, Joshua, Gordon. Which Joshua? Joshua. Joshua. Joshua in the Bible was an amazing person. Tell us about you, Joshua. <laughs> well, um, I was born and raised in Maine. Um, youngest of three with my brother and sister, a little bit older than me. Um, I've kind of been always energetic to like a good point, but then also kind of a bad point where I'm too energetic and I push people away and um <laughs> I'm sorry well, let me just drop the microphone I'll sometimes go through spurts where I'm too energetic for people and it'll kind of like push them away from me because I have way too much energy for who I'm really like supposed to be or what I should be um the middle school came, it was kind of a rough time for me. I never really knew who I was. I was trying to like, you know, figure out who I am, like what I'm gonna do, like what I wanna be in life. Um, then eighth grade came. Uh, it was a really good experience. It was a good year, um, except in April. I was having a lot of issues. I weighed, I was 5'1", and I only weighed 70 pounds. And I was literally skin and bones. I uh, went to my doctor. They're like, you're fine. Just take some AMD or stuff or whatever. But it wasn't good. And I actually ended up getting admitted to the hospital for a week. Because they didn't know what was wrong with me. And I would say that's where I really first saw God. And really saw that, like, you know, this is the way. Um, the way to believe and stuff. And that's really where I found my faith at first was sitting in the hospital for a week not knowing what to do with myself and I'm like wondering am I gonna die because I think if I would have gone another week without saying anything or another couple weeks I would have died because I had no nutrients in my body I gave it a couple weeks or a month and I would have died but uh 
you're just kind of going through that. That's where I really found my faith. High school came, and then I slid back from my faith incredibly hard. I started getting into stuff I never really thought I would. I swore a lot. I wasn't the person who I wanted to be, nor did I see myself as someone that wanted to be around. But I was pretty popular. I had a good amount of friends. Graduated, came to Husson, originally a pre-foreign major. And then this year, actually, switched to teaching, which is really cool. I want to teach chemistry when I'm older and when I graduate. And I met you guys, my, like, one true group of friends. So is that. My freshman year was a little bit tough with COVID, but got through it. And that's pretty much about me. How would you say, oh, Jesus, like, shape like i know you say where you met jesus or where you got introduced to jesus how would you say like knowing about christ how has it shaped you who you are today um i mean i kind of just knew god in eighth grade i knew like that concept and i got saved when i was in eighth grade then like i said in high school i really like slid back i wasn't who i really wanted to be and then i would say second year of college like this year really I started turning on my faith and be like yeah this is like who I'm supposed to be I'm here I'm like the way end of the spectrum and I should be here so I started shifting my life more towards Christ and you know being a better person you know trying to like chill out stop being as energetic as I normally am because sometimes that is a real turn off to being people being your friend and such so trying to really turn that off that part of myself off and kind of just be a more relaxed chilled out person that's like ready to hear what other people have to say and then give feedback to other people that's, that's really good I like that uh, when you mentioned is where I met Jesus it reminded me of this song Red Dead, Red Dead Road by Brooks and Dunn it's a country song uh, in the song it says it's where I found Jesus and then it said, I learned the path to heaven is full of sinners and believers. I learned that happiness on earth ain't just for high achievers. I've learned. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of showed how coming to Christ, like God has a meeting point for you where he's going to meet you where you were. And it doesn't matter what you're doing or who you're doing or what's going on in your life. You will meet him there. And that's just like so cool. Like her, her meeting Jesus, getting to know, like knowing, seeing that Jesus got her through the situation that she's been, she's been through, and then Jesus literally trapping her with a bunch of Christian friends, <laughs> and and you where God, like where you began to meet Jesus in that hospital room, where you began to see how Jesus, and then you also meeting Jesus from where you were, like your whole lifestyle going to church and then meeting talking to your aunt and then seeing that thing there's just that point where you meet jesus and you also that gap here that allow you to see that okay i want to like i just want to dive in with jesus it's i don't know for me i found it so cool that jesus has a meeting point for everyone it's like it's like i don't know if you guys have seen the flash yes yes but in in the in, <laughs> in, in the in the flash there is this the if he, he can go through like sub universes and go through like times but this i forgot what it's called this there's this time where there's these i forgot what it's called but time does not really move like when you have mo when you're moving way too fast mm -hmm. that you stop time and i feel like that's how it is when you meet jesus because he gets to that point and he stops everything around you and says hey he touches you and he says here we are on this red dead road here we are you know and i don't know i found it really cool and with that i think it's the end of our podcast nope. for today no. sorry there's still one more person there's still one more yeah. Yeah. so I'll, i'm gonna put on the don't touch it's, 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 so i'm gonna i'm gonna put on my uh, i'm gonna put on my monitor hat here uh yeah. tell us about yourself bro it's cool. time 
Uh, it looks like we're having technical issues. Well, I mean, the longer you stall, the longer this is gonna take. Come on. Okay. He's gotta, yeah, just Let's tell us about yourself. These viewers are wondering. You're like one of the you know, the co-hosts of this podcast. I know. Podcast. Uh, sheesh. Is it sheesh? sheesh. Like, yeah. Sheesh. Well, what's you know, behind the, the sheesh, Voldemort? The people are the people are wondering sheesh. about you, my brother. So, tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is Voldemort. Yeah. No more in doubt. Uh, like, where, how'd you start out, bro? Like, tell I'm me how you grew up. Where are you I'm, from? I'm from, from? I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. Where are you actually from? I went to school at, at uh, University Park Campus, UBCS, uh, from Worcester, the woo. Uh, I chose to come to Hudson, which was really cool. Well, not me, but the dart. I just threw, a bo uh, threw something on a dart, and it landed on Hudson, and here I am. And I'm really grateful for God showing himself with me. There we go. I've shared. No, that, no, that doesn't no. count. Where are you actually from, Voldemort? <laughs> okay, fine. I guess I'm going to share. Share share your story, please. Okay. I don't like sharing my story. Or at least, of course, God wants us to share our testimonies to people. But I know. So I was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, in Uvira. It's where there's the gorillas and everything. Fun fact: we had a, we had a what do they call this? A chimpanzee. A chimpanzee. Mm -hmm. When we were kids, the name was the name of the. You owned one. Yeah, my parents. <laughs> and we also had a monkey too. Oh my gosh, Shelby would be so excited. Actually, no. Go on. <laughs> it wasn't. A, it, was, a it wasn't a chimpanzee. It wasn't a chimpanzee. It was a young gorilla. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a young gorilla. That's what they owned. Cause and. Remember our parents used to tell us how we need to cut the chains. I was still young. Like it'll cut like they used to chain lock it up mm -hmm. because whenever they just like cut it like let it loose, it goes into the mall and eats people's food, things like that. <laughs> was, you're laughing, but it was troubling. <laughs> so you had a pet gorilla that would go into the okay. mall and eat people's food. Yes. <laughs> Someone's gonna chain you up, you're just gonna go in the mall and eat people's food. And then Jeez. war came uh, and then a war came. I was like very, very young. My sisters, my whole siblings experienced that. War came, and then, hold on, the gorilla got shot too. But this thing, we had to like, uh, we had to, we had to flee as mm -hmm. refugees to South Africa. And we did not fly, like, it was by food. So if you take the map and see where South Africa is, and see where mm, where this thing is. It's like I think, yeah, where so, like where Congo is. It's I think it's like it's like the distance between uh, New Brunswick and mm -hmm. and Florida. I think oh I'm not specific. So it was it was a That's long funny. it was a long journey. Uh, I was young, so they would carry me. If not, sometime I'd walk. But my f the best memory that I remember is us getting to a sheep, like a huge, huge ship. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked like one of those uh, crews, but I don't know. And we're going through, this was in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, uh, next to Zanzibar. Uh, we're going to, we're, my brother's uh, singlet, or oh, singlet is what they call it in French, but is that thing that you were inside, I don't know. But it's a cloth, a cloth fell inside the water. Like we just saw it like fall all the way down. And if you look down the water, it was so polluted. It was just full of gasoline and oil and things like that. And that was so brutal. We crossed to Zimbabwe. We went through like, what, about nine countries. Uh, but that was really cool. We got South Africa, I think this was in 2003, 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, South Africa was cool because South Africa is an amazing place to be, uh, but South Africa life is not really the best because of jobs and things like that. South Africa is good for like if you're if you grew up there and you had the opportunity of going to school there and you had money, life would be easy. But we never really had that. My parent, my dad was a lawyer. My mom studied medicine. She was she 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 had she had babies, OB. Uh, and so we moved to South Africa, and when we moved there, she never, we never really, she never really 
they struggle to find a job because of their qualifications, mm -hmm. because it's from another country, and not to mention a country that is under war. Whenever your country is going through something, its status or your intellect is often questioned because people are like, oh, well, if you guys was actually a good place, you guys would know how to do that better. Mm -hmm. So it's like they never really got jobs. I mean, my dad being a lawyer, that was clearly that never going to get a job. But my mom, she struggled to get a job or anything like that. And eventually, I lived in South Africa for like a whole straight up 12, 14 years, 2004 till 2015. Uh, so I think uh, 11 years? Four, 15 or yeah, 14? 15. So then 11 years. Yeah. So we, we came, uh, we, the United Nation helped us come to the United States because in South Africa, even though it's an amazing place to live, but South Africa also has xenophobia. Xenophobia mm -hmm. is, you know, that fear of people of people from other country invading the country mm -hmm. and now the thing of South Africa is that we were all Africans moving to South Africa for a better life but when we did that most South Africans did not like that I remember one of memory was my dad because he wasn't able to find a job so he'd like fix phones because he was really tacky so mm -hmm. he'd be fixing phones and he one day fixed a phone for this South African police officer and while fixing it, the phone, he needed to get a piece. They just needed he had to buy it for the phone to work. So he went to buy it, and it was, the thing was going to get, like, they, they were going to deliver it in, like, a couple days from, like, they, I don't know, a day later. And then the, the police officer came a day before the thing was supposed to be there. And that was the day, the, the day after. The day after that is when he was actually going to pick it up, but he wanted to pick it up early. So he went there. And then he followed my father to our house. And he started beating up my father. And my father is a pastor. So, like, I don't know. My, my, like, he, he, this, this role of not fighting back. Or, like, if they slap you, you don't give anything back. Mm -hmm. I think he literally practiced that. And plus, he was a police officer. If you attack a police officer, you get shot. Uh, so he never, like, fought back. He got beaten up so bad I was too young couldn't do anything we know if you get there when I get shot but now thinking about it as a child it would be best to get shot then that police officer would look bad then just let that happen and they would beat up my dad it was it was crazy because my dad kind of knew that if he stays in the house this police officer can kill him and nothing will come outside so he left the because we were living in a flat in a flat is another word for a building or those apartment. yeah those long apartments yeah, so we he, we left the f where the flat went down to he went down to where everyone could see, and then that's when people kind of stopped that police and saying no, you're killing them and everything. Because in South Africa, even though there is xenophobic South Africans that don't like people from other countries, there is good South Africans that like people from other countries that are down and just don't hate on this thing, just the same way as it goes both way in America too, uh, and it was. It was just, it was kind of like, fine, it, they, we got through that, and thank God the United Nations allowed us to come here to the United States. My, and then not to mention, during xenophobia, one of my uncle uh, got, uh, got, got ran, uh, ran over by a train, which was, that was due to xenophobia. And it's just those things that you just see that, okay, this happens, and you're like, it's scary, but that's life. Mm -hmm. So let's go back first to why we left Congo. Besides from the war, my grandfather was, was fighting against the, was a, he was the commander in the military, mm -hmm. he was fighting against the, the forces, whatever the thing, and then our family was going to get killed because they're like, ooh, that family of the commander has to get killed. So my grandfather and my, oh, uh, we left. We went. To, we came to South Africa, but my grandfather stayed there. And then fast forward. Let's go back to South Africa now. In South Africa, life was kind of like it was. It was. It was tough. It was. We were not wealthy. My parents decided to get going to ministry. Oh, uh, my parents decided to go into ministry, which was like oh cool, church and everything. Which we 
like I don't know, God called them to start a church, Philadelphia Pentecostal Church Reformation, which uh the beginning of the church was really hard because they had to like endure so much things. First paying rent and all this thing and then if both of them don't work and they struggle to pay rent, there was even days that would sleep outside because we never had money to pay rent for the house because the money that they pay rent for the house, my parents would take it and pay for the church because Jesus before everything. And I think that kind of builded me up to who I am today because it kind of created me to understand that, okay, if my parents are able to sacrifice that so that I can be here so for Jesus, then that means that this Jesus, there's just so much more to him than people are seeing. My whole life, my parents introduced me to God. And of course, as kids, you're like, nah, I just, uh, mm-hmm. and then not to mention at PK, you'd be like, nah, it's just what my parents do. So it's like, whatever. But then I started getting to know this God personally and seeing that, okay, so maybe it's beyond this. It's beyond what people know. It's beyond this. And so I created a relationship with God and tried to have this joy in Him. And I feel, I feel like, and me coming to America, which was good because it was, it was good because it was a better life. Like, I know most Americans don't see it, but America is well off than any other country you can think of. One thing America has, it has job opportunities. Even though, like, being a janitor still pays. It still gives you enough money to feed your family and pay rent. Doing whatever job you can do. Working at McDonald's, that is still a job. That job is better than some that, than what someone in Africa has. Someone in Africa probably don't even have a job. Lives in $3, $3 for like five months. Gets paid $3 for five months or something like that. So, it's it's still good enough. And then coming here having the opportunity to do all these things I don't know it just kind of made me who I am that's why I have this give back mentality of course I'm broke so I don't want to give back money but still I have this uh, mentality of I want to help out in anywhere I can so our family we started this nonprofit called African Women Immigration Care, African Women Refugee Immigration Care where we help African families that immigrated to the United States help them with food, help them with mentorship, allow them to understand how life in America is and how to go by doing things, which was is really good because we've been helping a lot of families. And I also, because I have nine siblings, I should have mentioned that, but yeah, I have nine siblings. It was supposed to be ten, but one of them passed away when I was a really young kid. Uh, those, and with him dying, it, it was probably when he, he got hit by a bus, and he never really got in a chance, when he got to the hospital, he never really got a chance to, there was not enough medical supplies or things to really, to really look after him really well, according to what my mother documented. So I, me, I don't know, I decided to like start a nonprofit where I help, where I ship medical supplies. Right now I'm starting just in Congo, but eventually I'm hoping if we could get it globally to every third world country. and. I'm a pre-med major. I want to be a, jo- uh, a doctor, specifically a trauma surgeon. I want to work in the military or in a third world country. I don't think I'll be living in, I think my my life expenses, expectancy expectancy is probably going to be low because I'm going to be in the war and performing surgery with bullets on top of my head. That is my dream. I want to help people at the front line because... That is where things happen. We've seen people get shot around us, and most of the reason why people die in those type of situations is that there's no surgeons. There's doctors that can stop the bleeding, but eventually when the person becomes hypothermic or the body starts shutting down, you need someone to go in there and take out the bullet, to go in there and do something. And that's why me being a surgeon, that's my main goal. Of course, I have so many other ambitions of being a actor, superstar, whatever, but those are just comes with times, <laughs> and knowing Jesus gives me joy in my life, and I think that's just me, joy mm-hmm. comes from Christ, because no matter, like, the thing is, who I am is, it's my story, and just like everyone else here, we all have our stories, and that's how Christ planned our path, you know, our path with him, is where we meet Jesus, it's our red dirt road, Brooks done. 
country songs. I love country. And I don't know, it's just like God has a specific plan for us. But okay guys, so I think that was so much information. But now we have come to the end of this podcast. Uh we shall see you guys next week. This week two episodes are coming out, so you guys should just pay attention, get ready and listen. It's going to be really good and powerful, like like letting go or knowing when to step back. It's a very powerful it's a very powerful uh, episode and it'll come out soon, so yes. And thank you guys for like listening and and can you guys say goodbye? You guys all wanted to like <laughs> You had the floor man. Yeah, you were doing that extra. Yeah. I was like, okay. I'll see you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll see Bye. you guys. <laughs> okay. Hope all of you have a good week. <laughs>